0: As my friend Josh Jones likes to say, the microphone should be so close to your mouth like you're staring down the eyes of a bad dream. Guys, I hope you appreciate this podcast and this audio. I uh, I work hard on it to, to deliver the best golf information to you every week that I can through my experiences uh, on the lesson tee. This is what I do all day long. This is my my career. It's been something that uh, I've put a lot of time and effort into. So this podcast is dedicated to bringing you lessons from the T, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between. All the stuff I have get to bend through, dig through. And uh, yeah, today, and I like to keep it with the seasonality of the season. So your traditional golfing season for people who live in, you know, northern climates is your golfing during the summer. That's your peak season. And yeah, um, yeah, so right now we're in the middle of peak season. If you're somewhere you're not, flip-flop this information, it still works for you, I promise. Uh, I want you to, course management strategies, I think it, that are a must understand, not a should. I wanna go through that today because it's golfing season. And uh, if you make better decisions, if you have better course management, you can shoot lower scores. And that's cool, right? It's nice to, uh, when you're playing golf with your friends, It's nice to come home with a little more of their cash in your paquito, and a little more than you left with. That's kind of cool, right? So, yeah, let's dive in. I think um, I think course management is important. Let me give you kind of my caveat here. If you haven't, if you have yet to develop a ball flight that you can trust, that should be your priority. So all that simply means is: Can you make good contact? Can you get the ball airborne? Can you hit it relatively high, relatively straight? not all the time, but most of the time, you know, seven or eight times out of 10, can you hit a high and relatively straight? Then course management becomes of the utmost importance. If you're still in that phase of getting the ball airborne, I've done podcasts on that before, but let's assume you are an okay contact and you want to make better decisions because that is how or one of the easiest ways to shoot lower scores. So ideally here, we kinda of want to play, I don't mean kinda, I mean we want to play the hole in reverse. For example, uh, 360 yard, par four, dogleg left, water left, pin left, the ideal approach shot to that hole placement, assuming relatively flat green, is from the right side of the fairway. It's away from the trouble, and it also gives us the best angle coming back to that green, okay? Um, when I say best angle, I mean, one that keeps us over the, the dry stuff, the, the grass, not the water, um, that is the best angle or ideal angle for us to approach that green. Now, 360 yard par four, I want you to think about this let's play it in reverse. So off the tee, how far would you like to hit it to have your most ideal neck shot? If you can, capable of driving at 300 yards, and you hit it 300 yards, is 60 yards your most ideal next shot? For most of you, it's often not. Often you'll be better from 80 or 100 or 120. Uh, in my situation, my example, I would be most confident from let's say 100 yards. So I'm going to hit it 260 off the tee. I'm going to hit a three wood because the three wood is going to give me a little more control over my drive, and I want to be on the right side of the fairway so I have the best approach to that hole. Now. Let's say we have 100 yards left to the green. This is kind of a yardage I would describe as you got some decisions to make here. Your smartest decision, if you're playing conservative, is play it for the middle of the green, honestly. Play it for the middle of the green. Uh, If the pin is, let's say, in the middle of the green, the middle of the green would be a great target. If the pin is in the front of the green, Maybe we play closer to the yardage, but we aim more towards the middle of that green. Your best bet is to get it on the green. Now, but if you're playing good and you're playing confidently, you're at 100 yards, I wouldn't say you should be aiming off the hole much or at all, depending on how you're playing, how you're hitting it, and what your confidence level is. And that's where you have to be able to, you have to be your best advocate. You have to be able to assess what, and where am I at? Where do I sit today? How am I hitting it? Where was my confidence level from warming up? How did I do on the range and, and let those decisions best support your decisions? Okay. If you had a shit warm-up and you hit it really terribly on the range, don't go to the course and just expect that to switch. Make a good decision knowing that, hey, maybe you didn't bring your best stuff today or yet, but you can make good decisions to make the most out of your round. The first person I heard echo this sentiment was, um, I'll give you three seconds to guess. Do, 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 three, two, one. It was um, Annika Sorenstam. She said, you know, depending on how she hit it that day, she would change her club to, to support the shot she wanted to hit. So if she wasn't hitting her best, she would take a little more club. And maybe if she did hit it perfect, hey, that's great but just knowing that you're you're giving yourself more margin for error by not playing for perfect on days you aren't hitting it perfect, which is most days, not less days, unless you're an elite ball striker. But remember my example was Annika Sorensen, the the best, arguably the best, probably the best lady golfer of all time. And think about her saying she's gonna take a little extra club to play for her error. It's pretty amazing sentiment from one of the best all time. Now what I would say is conservative is good, But if you're hitting it good, take dead aim from 100 yards. Okay. Now let's say for example, now we're at 150 or 175. It's going to be really difficult to take dead aim or to say you should take dead aim to a left pin, water left, uh, very unlikely, right? So we would look at this most often as not a birdie opportunity. Hit it on the center of the green, or even the right side of the green if you're fearing going left. Get your two putts and move on to the next hole, and maybe the next hole is your birdie opportunity. Remember, at the end of the day, 18 pars is highly underrated. Uh, playing boring golf is um, highly underrated. It's something I haven't traditionally done. Myself kind of made a lot of birdies, a lot of bogeys growing up. But uh, being able to go out and have make a lot of pars is not sexy but effective and what we want is effective so hit it on the green make your pars go at your birdie opportunities when you can and um make good course management decisions okay let's go to the next hole so first hole par four dogleg left 360 yards next hole par five five ten straight away wide fairway um pin in the back right, uh, bunker on the left side of the green, okay? So off the tee, 510 yards, par five, should be bombs away. Now, if you're someone who doesn't hit your driver well, you need to get to a point at which your driver is a tool for you. It needs to be an asset, not a liability. And for a club you might only hit 14 times, it can be very impactful on your ability to score the ball, If you can hit it 260 versus 240, you are basically two clubs closer to the green. So if you're not hitting your driver well, which I want you to assess on your own practice time is centeredness of hit, get some Dr. Scholls, spray it on the face, where are you hitting it? Are you hitting it on the center of the club face? Likely you're not, okay? But if you are hitting it on the center of the club face, is it curving a lot to the right or curving a lot to the left? Let's reduce curvature, hit it relatively high, relatively straight. And then the third and final thing is if you're using wooden tees, are you breaking wooden tees? Because if you're breaking wooden tees, you're striking down on the golf ball. And if you're striking down on the ball, you're not going to maximize your distance with your driver. And you need a lot of swing speed to support uh, a slightly downward angle of attack. It's really, I don't recommend it. Um, I recommend you hitting up on the ball a couple degrees, a couple degrees more than that. Uh, Just depends on the person and swing style. But we want to be hitting up on the ball. So we want to be sweeping up on it. So assess your driver. Are you a good, capable driver of the ball? If not, that's something to work towards. It's something to put in your practice plan so you're you're dialing it in over time because those 14 drives are very important for your ability to score the golf ball. So bombs away off the tee, okay? And bombs away doesn't mean we need to be a perfect driver of the ball, but we want to be able to hit it capably and um, preferably have a one-way miss. So let's say off the tee we hit it uh, 270 yards. That leaves us 240 yards left to the hole, and then you have a bit of a decision to make. Should you hit a three wood or a hybrid and advance it as far as possible and get it up next to the green? I would say this decision is largely gonna be dependent on your confidence with those clubs. If you're confident with them, you're confident in your right to left, then, hey, rip it down there, get it as close as possible, or get it on the green, and give yourself that opportunity to chip or putt at an eagle. But if that's not the case, and we're just playing our golf swing that day, maybe you had a poor warm-up, maybe you've been struggling with those clubs. What I want you to assess is, hey, from from 240, what do I want my next shot to be? Do I want my next shot to be 30 yards, or do I want it to be 100 yards? Really take the time to think about what's a better opportunity for you, and that's something you need to need to know in the name of your best golf game. Um, I can't make that decision for you, that needs to be a self-assessment. So. But oftentimes, for most of you, most of you are gonna be better from 80 to 100 than you might be from you know, 40, 50, 60. Now, you start calling it 30 or 20 yards, a lot of you will be better from that distance. So it's just really a time for self-reflection and good decision-making. But let's say, for example, you're not feeling confident that day. Hit it to 100 yards, hit it to 80 yards, and get that stinking ball on the green from there. Wedge it up on the green, make a par, move on. Maybe you hit it to 15 feet and you make a putt. All of these things, all of these good decisions really compound and add up, especially when it comes to the long haul, when we're talking about the long haul and the variability and the high scores and the low scores. Players that have these these big high scores and low, low scores, a lot of times they're, that they one, they probably have a two-way miss, and two, they're likely... Um, they're liking, likely making poor decisions, and those poor decisions just don't allow them to, to shoot good scores consistently because you know, a poor decision might lead to penalty strokes. Poor decision might lead to them short-siding themselves on the green. Um, so often, your poor decisions will really hurt your ability to score the golf ball well over time. So to take away from this podcast specifically, playing golf and making better decisions is one of the easiest ways to lower your variance and lower your average score over the course of time. Basically, if you can play the hole in reverse and understand the location of the pin, how you would like to approach it and how you would like to get yourself on the green, uh, whatever way makes the most sense for your game that day, invest in being a good driver of the golf ball because good drivers of the golf ball, that golf game will travel with you. If you're a poor driver of the ball, you're going to see more variability in your scores And it's gonna be tough for you to consistently shoot good scores because you're gonna accrue penalty strokes. You're going to get yourself into spots where you don't have shots at the green. And those things really add up as far as being able to hit approaches to greens, being able to hit greens, being able to give yourself birdie looks and that kind of thing. So invest in being a good driver of the ball, make good decisions, play the hole in reverse, Uh, get the ball on the green at the end of the day, do honest self-assessments so you understand where your game is that day, where you might be struggling, and that will help you formulate your your best practice plan, and help you be your best advocate for your long-term golf game. Anyway, you guys, let's wrap it here. That's a fun podcast, course management. I kind of I kind of dig that stuff because it's something we can do we can do better, and not have to make a technique change today to go play better golf. Potentially, you can go just go make better decisions tomorrow, play better golf tomorrow, make better decisions over the course of time, lower your handicap, that kind of thing. Anyway, leave this thing a review, share it with a friend, let me know what you thought of it, subscribe to the channel, wherever you're listening to it, and uh, we'll catch you back here for the next one. He's crazy.